Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Anna Chats podcast. Uh, today, I have a really, really special guest, uh, and that is my incredible client, Ellie. Uh, if you may have seen on my social media the weekend just gone, Ellie just completed her second marathon in two months. Uh, was it 3.33? three hours 33 yeah so uh, Ellie is uh, an absolute idol of ours in the marathon world uh, and obviously she's had an incredible six-month journey with us so far so we're just here to talk about her journey you know the struggles that she had before she came to the team and what we've managed to do to be able to get her to a position where she can complete both of those and sit here today with a smile on her face still (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Ellie if you can just introduce yourself and just let us know a little bit about you Thanks, Anna. It's always, you're, I know you're for everyone, you're like their biggest hype woman. You'll just <laughs> hype everyone up. So it's a great introduction. You could do that just like throughout life for me. Yeah, every day. <laughs> yeah. You walk into work. Um, so I'm uh, 28, 27, 20, like that's, yeah, <laughs> around, that age. around that age. <laughs> um, and then I, so I work, I've got a very much office-based nine to five job um working from home uh on the the London Kent border as we like to say uh it's really it is really Kent that we squeeze in there um and so yeah as Anna said I've been with training Anna about six months now um and for me I guess when I started it was a bit like I wasn't really sure what I was doing I was doing a lot of things but I didn't actually know like none of them was I wasn't seeing like I was trying to trying to lose weight trying to get faster with my running and just but like actually achieving none of it because I didn't really I was doing too much of probably too much of everything bits of pieces here and there um and just I guess no consistency and accountability and that's one thing that I really I guess really struggled with um and so yeah the, and the London Marathon was always one of the goals but the other marathon that was that was solely Anna's persuasion. <laughs> that one. I was like, Fuck it, why don't we do another one first? <laughs> yeah. And it was actually one of the best things I've done. So yeah, yes, it's yeah, I know. You've got you've got to believe in her. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So obviously if we go back to where you were, obviously what you were trying to do before you joined the team. So Ellie was actually uh, one of the one of the people where we were oh, just saying actually that it's actually really common for a lot of women to actually already be doing um activity I think that sometimes you think that a coach is only going to be beneficial for you when you don't do something already right so Ellie was really active um she had a spreadsheet for her runs which I found <laughs> utterly impressive and I knew that she was the woman for me when she <laughs> I was like we are going to work together so well uh when she had data of all her runs and her heart rate so this was never out of any a lack of trying from any you know she was really committed to progressing further um and obviously you know you, you were chipping into that exercise a lot you were you had thought you had a really good understanding of food already but there was a couple of gaps missing weren't there and, and obviously you tried to do a London marathon before didn't you yeah so originally I'd I was meant to do 2020 which obviously for obvious reasons didn't happen but actually probably wouldn't have happened because I'd kind of I'd taken I mean there's hundreds of training plans for marathons online like hundreds yeah. of and I tried to follow one of these but there's that's just it it's just a bit of paper that's telling you what to do and there's nothing there was nothing else around it so if I'd had it if I'd struggled it was just like okay well I need to do this because it's this is what I have to do yeah um and so I'd injured myself like quite early on in my training like I'd still started the training early and 
and yeah so I'd injured myself and so probably wouldn't have really been able to do it or if I'd done it it wouldn't have been like as I it just wouldn't have been a very good run yeah. and actually I was saying to Anna the other day I spoke to my it's quite interesting my like especially my mum's approach to how I've been this time around she was really scared for me doing like really scared about me doing a marathon like it's too much it's too far like really worried and then this time around she's just like so like you've done so much training you're so ready like so relaxed about it and I think that's like one of the biggest indicators of how different it is this time because she's not like she was worried because she was because she knew that I could injure myself and hurt myself whereas this time she was like this is this is great like you're going to be great so it's just such a yeah 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 exactly I think that that's why actually although you know we've had an incredible journey in terms of fat loss and Mm. distance in so many areas but I think the the primary conversation for us with this podcast was about the running because there are so many people out there that want to take up running or do run but unfortunately like if you look at the London Marathon so many people don't make it because Mm. of injuries and that's one of the things actually is that running is the same as fat loss in that it's not just that straightforward. It's not just a case of run or run faster to get faster. But until you have the education, the knowledge, the support to understand what you need to do, yeah, it's an unknown field. And, and, it, and unfortunately, talking from myself experience as well, somewhere that I got injured as well, and I had to, I had to take a year off of, uh, of training my lower body. So it's something that is not taken seriously, but really should be because, yeah. take, and it takes a lot, doesn't it? It takes it takes a huge, huge level of dedication. So. I think obviously before you started training right now, what were the what were the things that you were struggling with then in terms of actually trying to achieve the longer distances, trying to achieve the fat loss? Like what what the the, the biggest sort of struggles that you had? I think like consist I guess with the fat loss, it was like consistency, accountability. Like I know it probably the classic does it Monday to Thursday. And yeah. then it goes a little bit haywire at the weekend. And then you're like, why am I not seeing results? And it is like so many of us are in that loop and you fool yourself into thinking yeah. I'm doing everything right. Like, I'm, I'm like, why am I, why is this not happening? And then from the running side, I think it was, I just, every run was like pushing myself to the absolute, like I would write, like if I was doing a run, it would be, every run would be trying to get a better time trying to like just pushing myself no matter what the run was and then I mean it took a bit like training at a slower pace which is a better for your body and b how you get better that initially I was like oh my god what (laughs) earth is you making me do but you've got to trust the process (laughs) yeah and then it's crazy yeah it's it, it's, yeah. it's so interesting. I think we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. Obviously, what what we do differently in a second. Um, mm. But I think just interesting for people to have like, what impact was it having on you not being able to achieve what you wanted to achieve? You know, not being able to achieve the fat loss, not being able to get that longer distance in without feeling like you're on death's door. What impact does that have? It's it's just like it was just so frustrating and just really like it's just like challenging because every week you feel like it's a battle of like trying to achieve these things and trying to get there and actually and you're you're not getting there and then you start again another week and it feels like the same battle and it's just it's kind of like demoralizing because you then cling on to like this tiniest 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 of things that may have been better or like the tiniest of improvements but actually 
when you look at it, they're not like they're not changes. They're not anything that's it's just kind of pure. It's pure fluke. Like it may be a drop on the scale weight because I'm completely dehydrated because I've gone like hell for leather in a run, which I've then gained one second on because but then my body's screaming at me. And so I think it's like a the mental challenge of just like not not feeling like you're getting well you're not you're not getting there and then also the physical challenge of my body was was like just wrecked like because it was just being pushed so hard and for for nothing like it was taking a battering yeah and I think in the concept of that as well is that you've got two different aspects here if you're someone who is learning wanting to run a marathon and is regularly covering distances like 18 kilometers 22 Mm. kilometers this taxing and you're using a lot of energy so if you're someone that's then trying to diet through that without a strategy like that yeah the impact on you was then mm. you know really difficult because obviously you're trying to run fur- further faster which is demanding but you're also then trying to pull your calories down and it's yeah. it's the counteract balance of that so in terms of obviously the the result that we've now got so what's what's been i mean obviously the the obvious results for us are that you did your you did your two marathons and you did was it yeah. uh three three thirty eight for the first yeah three thirty eight thirty nine something like that and then um which i mean my first thing when we sat down about this i was like oh like i would really like sub four which now feels like when you look at it they're most unlike what's like it just doesn't feel like that should have been my goal but that's what it that's when I came to you that was like a massive goal for me yeah and then August August we'd always said was kind of like to give me a flavor of like what it'll feel like a bit of that idea of working through it understanding like the mental challenges that would then then I'd have to go through when I did London um and then yeah and then it happened and then it happened again and I think actually for me the biggest achievement in both of those runs was actually how strong the run the runs were in terms of like I didn't just completely drop off at the end yeah um which I'd always been guilty of before yeah and because there's two things is like we say don't we uh, together and uh, Mm. along with the other girls that, that have run a marathon in that the impressive thing is yes the marathon is great right the time is incredible the fact that you did it in that capacity was great but that's not the bit that's respectable the respectable Mm -hmm. bit is when someone gets their head down and grinds for 18 weeks to go through a full marathon prep and that is progressing runs from you know 8 10 12 kilometers to 35 37 and it's not just the fact that you're doing a 37k run it's at the week before you did a 35 the week before you did a 30 mm. we did a 30 and and for for us and for myself as a coach and you know respects to you for me as well is is the fact that it's it's the the grind and the and the grit and the determination to do that week in week out that's that's the whole bit right that's that's yeah. the whole bit and it's anyone can go and run a marathon you know anyone could get through a marathon and do it in, in x amount of time if they walk and run but the achievement lays in the dedication that you're willing to put in before right oh yeah like 100 percent. the hard work isn't the run on the day that's not by the time you've got there like that that's like the that's such a small part part of it like yeah. and that's from someone everything. running the 330 <laughs> marathon like that's not the hard bit but it, that, it, that is exactly it right yeah yeah it's like all of the it's all of those runs when you're like oh I've got to go like I've got this happening at the weekend so the only time I can do the run is if I get up at 5am 
we were yeah in the marathon yeah. what was what was quite nice is that we we shared that marathon prep together wasn't it and yeah you know admittedly I've, I've coached women four marathons but it was my first marathon myself and the interesting part was like sometimes like, I remember one of your runs it was a Wednesday night and it was 6 p.m and you were like fuck it I've got to go and do it and you went out into <laughs> this 35 kilometer was it that day 32? yeah I think so yeah At 6 p.m on a Wednesday and and that was and then I think it was Sean Thursday. You were like, yeah, just on the train to work. Like it was, it, it's the 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 unbelievable things that you overcome in that. In mm. that that is a significant amount of time. Whether it's the physical demand, I do really honestly think that the most challenging part. It'd be interesting to hear what yours was, but it was the mental game. That was the most challenging part, right? Yeah, yeah massively. Like, and I uh, for there was one run that I you said like try and do I think it was like an extra long like we'd had we'd done enough long runs this was before the first one and then we we had like another week so we're like right we'll do another long one and I remember I stopped at like 27k rather than yeah, like 32 yeah and and just thought and like was the worst thing in the world like that was it's like the mental thing of like oh my god I can't believe I've only, I've only done 27 27k and that and, <laughs> that in, in the context is that this was right at the end. This was the final week of the yeah. peak. So for context of anyone, when you prep for a marathon, what you ideally want to do is you, you build load. So over the, the course of, it was around 18 to 20 weeks that we did the training, mm. the prep for, is that every single week, the run at the end of the week will get longer and the runs in the week get longer too. So every single week we build, for example, Ellie's volume from 20K, 30K, 35, 40, 45, 50. So the end product is around sort of 65 to 70 kilometers over one week but remembering that she'd already done 60 the week before 655 the week before so it's called a cumulative load and it will hit a point when you hit almost like a state of uh, you know you've hit the fatigue you've hit the the true fatigue and one of the biggest indicators to know if you've done the marathon prep right is that that one of those last runs is a fucking flop (laughs) yeah and it, it was, yeah. isn't it? But that's it's interesting because that was the first run that you had that it didn't mm. go how you wanted it to, right? Yeah, that was really that one was really challenging for me. And then the other mental challenge that I've really found. So obviously that first one, I would say we did what I'd call like traditional marathon prep in the sense that we had like we had that eighteen week that big block of like gradually yeah. building every week, and then where this time we had like two months between obviously I didn't really do much like the two weeks after because your body's like what the hell have you done to me yeah and then you then have like such a small period it was such like a little peak of kind of quickly building back up to that that base level and then dropping back down before heading into the marathon that then I just felt it was then I kept having to tell myself no you are prepared you feel less prepared because you feel like I've not done like weeks and weeks and weeks but you have because it's you haven't had that gap but it's just mentally getting yourself it's yeah it's mentally kind of hyping yourself up and saying you know you can do it when yeah you haven't been yeah that was the biggest that was definitely the biggest and that was a challenge that I knew that we would have to work really closely on together Mm -hmm. in that the boys getting you to do a marathon before it was that I knew that you would do the the marathon so well, like from your training performance, your resilience, the way that you turned up, but that was always going to be the challenge in that. Could we get her to effectively deload from a marathon and then mentally check back in to hit, Mm. 
between that 30 to 35k again in the middle of those two marathons to then deload again to then get rid of ready for a marathon again and if you haven't done uh, a marathon or i think you would probably even get the same if you built up to any event in that yeah. there is such a significant build-up for that that one there was right there was such a mm-hmm. big build-up for us that it was like thinking about it for like four or five months and yeah. after that it's a massive drop off in emotion, isn't it? Because you, yeah. that big day is done. So how did how did you feel first of all after that marathon, that first one? Well, I mean, initially, like I, I still, I still can't believe that, like my time. That was like probably one of the things that took. But like the whole, you go through this like, I'd say like two, three days of just like elation, like this is amazing, and then it's a bit like. You then want to start doing things again, but then your body's definitely not not ready. Yeah. yeah. And it's and then and then at the back of my head, I was like, I need to, I want to be able to do like keep going because I n- know that I've got to. But actually, the sensible thing isn't to because that's yeah. when you're gonna you're gonna struggle. It's just a yeah. It's I guess it's the anticipation of it as well, and then almost like the not the relief that it's done, but it's like that kind of like breath out of like, okay, I don't like, I can have a few days of not thinking about how many carbs I'm having and like exactly what I'm eating and when. And I think that was quite, it's because there's that mental load. It's not just like, you don't just get up and go for a run. There's so much prep around it. There's so much prep before it, after it, the day before. Yeah. Making sure I'm having the right foods at the right time, which is such a balancing act. Um, And so it's like, that switch off was really nice, but then it's like, when you're doing something that you enjoy, like I enjoy running, you then just want to get out and keep doing it. And you can't. But, and you can't. Yeah. So. And that's, that was the, um, I joined you there in, in that, that challenge mm. definitely was that I wanted to head and heart, get my flow back, but I couldn't. And the longer that it took me to get back into that flow, the worse I felt. And it was, that was the point when I knew that we really had to channel in and work together because mm there had to be a point that we got you back running a significant amount of distance again. And actually after that marathon, that's a big freaking challenge. It's a big challenge to get back into the long distances when you, you just have this, it's a really hard thing to describe, isn't it? You have this mm. huge build up, you have this huge come down, you can't then train. And how long, looking at our, our sort of data, it did take about two to three weeks to start to fully recover yeah. to, then get you back ready but by that time we only had about five weeks had your next marathon so yeah how how did you feel when you started getting back into those longer runs between august and and obviously we started hitting those longer runs in september so like looking on by the 10th of september so in the context of this this is four weeks post marathon you hit a 27 kilometer again yeah i think well, A, it's quite uh, like you are finding the flow and finding a routine that I was surprised at how long it took me to do that because yeah. I thought I love my routine. I'll snap. I'll have a few days. Off, I'll snap back in it, be getting up early, doing this, doing that. And that was wasn't the case. And I know pretty much all of us, it was just like, oh, this is this is not how it's going to go. And then get building back up the runs. It's just a really different feeling, I think, because my last runs have been so they just then felt I guess I had more confidence because it was I I know I can do this yeah and it's like I know it took a lot of pressure off me I think I I I do put a lot of pressure on myself for the time like and that's something that 
I do always, but then knowing I'd done it and knowing okay right we can we can like I can enjoy it and try and enjoy it more and I think that's that was a massive thing like I was enjoying doing the runs and actually enjoying not not going like hell for leather in them and actually yeah. being able to enjoy them but it then it was then just hard to convince myself I know this is enough because then it was like what we we only had probably like three longer runs in that block yeah we did about we did 17 uh 25 27 31 or 32 yeah I think um, so and then we went back down to 25 so you only in terms of like when again when you're prepping for a marathon you want to peak and the, the highest the highest peak we really want to go is like 37 but we yeah it was about establishment for us at this point like we knew that you could run a marathon it was more about one just getting you mentally checked back into a longer distance because like you said they take they take so much preparation in that you are thinking about that long run from if it's on a Sunday, you are thinking about it from Wednesday, right? You know, you're thinking yeah. about, am I going to get enough sleep? Am I going to wake up fresh enough? You know, am I going to have any aches and pains in my feet, my ankles? You know, is something going to hurt? Have I got yeah. the right food? You know, how am I going to navigate the rest of my week around this, <laughs> this like three hour run that I've got to, to do? Yeah. And yeah, I, I think for the way that, that you owned that and took hold of it was inspiring because I could see that you were struggling at points I could see that mm. you like mentally this was like you know there were points where you were like yeah I just don't want you know almost like I don't yeah. like, don't want to go out because you wanted a yeah. bit you wanted more of a break from it but we'd, we'd set yeah. it up <laughs> and it was coming it, <laughs> it was also it got to the point as well as where I was so focused I think at times I'd be like speaking to you like I'm really excited for this that I can do after the marathon and uh, like my mind just went so to like after the marathon and I think that was that indication of I'm ready to it for it to like to do it now yeah um and then also what I found within this second period is we uh we had like a there was like a family wedding and lots go like a few busy weekends and so it would be like I'd have no like I'd have to do it at a certain time and if I didn't do it then I couldn't do it um so it was it's then that pressure on yourself of knowing of not being like I can't I can't delay this for 15 minutes because I know I've got to get out and I know I'm going to end up running for like two and a half hours and so I have to go and do it now and I think the amount of voice notes that you got from me being like I can't do this I know I can do this but I can't do this like it, it was just it's just such a mental game because it's like I'm telling myself I can't but I'm physically I know I can yeah, and um, it's, it is. It's, yeah. I think that the running really is a. There's a obviously there's strategy to it, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I think one of my most memorable parts of yours from this last block was that you went away. I think you went away for a wedding. You both tested positive for COVID. You, you flew home and you were like, just to let you know, I'm just doing my 32k today because I've tested positive for COVID. I really want to get it done. And for <laughs> me, like the resilience in someone saying that rather than being like, ah. Oh, I've got COVID, so I'm probably not going to do it. You were like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to do it before I get really ill. And I just, there's just something for me that's <laughs> such a burning pride in someone when they just, in honesty, they get the fuck on with it. And that that is the level of resilience that you do need to have when you are going yeah. into doing something like this. I think it's one of the most underestimated things. And I underestimated even myself when I went into it in that you have to get the fuck on with it. Like if you miss yeah. a long run you're missing the opportunity to progress yourself to get ready for that big day when you've got to mm-hmm. add, you've got to add another like five to seven K on yeah. top of your long run on the day, which is, <laughs> it is challenging. Yeah. So 
if we go back into obviously the, the first marathon prep so for the concept you were running about 18 to 20 kilometers when you when you first started it, weren't you yeah what was so what was so different about what we did compared to what you were doing that you were like you mentioned earlier you were a bit shocked and worried when you first started about the approach that we took so Anna was like you're gonna run you're gonna run to your heart rate and you're gonna make sure you do not go over this number and it took a little bit of time for me to adhere to those rules (laughs) but because it's just about it we just basically slowed my pace down because it's like it just every every session was just was like 10 out of 10 effort every run was 10 out of 10 effort that was all that I was doing there was no my body wasn't allowed time to recover because it would be like well you've done a fast 5k so you're going to do a fast 10k yeah and so it would just be continually pushing myself and so then kind of the approach that we took and I just brought that that back down to build my aerobic yeah yeah so in context you I think your average heart rate sometimes was sitting like 170 175 there's two different we've got two different training bands and in order to for somebody to get better at running a longer distance you must be what you would call aerobically fit so we call it your aerobic base and we think about it like a piggy bank in that every time you do a run with uh, in the right heart rate zone you top up that piggy bank and at the end of it, you know, you're you're rich with coins. And, and by the end of this, Ellie is rich with aerobic fitness so that if she would need to go out, and like now, if I told her to go and run a 25K, it would be absolutely no problem. Whereas before, mm. you know, you mentioned there, yeah. you would be like, you know, how would you feel after a long run compared to how you oh, would you'd just, You'd be like, thank God it's like done and like out of breath and just shattered. Whereas now, like, I really enjoy it because actually you're not your body isn't continuously hurting you're like able to enjoy what is going on around you you're able to like actually experience going on the run and enjoying that run and it being like something to do like not like going for a walk but it's like the same like the same thing and then it means that when you are pushing yourself you're then it then feels like okay I really because I'm not doing this all the time you then push yourself harder when you do need to push yourself harder in those faster sessions and so it just is like a completely different it's a completely different way of of doing of doing things than what I was doing before and makes it so much more enjoyable it makes running enjoyable because you aren't out of breath constantly (laughs) what what effect do you think that the way that I coached you for the marathon had on the outcome result that you got on the day compared to what you were trying to do before? Oh, I mean, I would not, like I would have been, if I'd done this, I'd have been thrilled with like, with four hours. That was like a massive goal of mine. Like didn't, wasn't, didn't think that was like achievable. I think if A, I think I would have been injured along the way. And I think I wouldn't have, there's so many other things like not going out too fast and like really knowing my pace. And actually when I started that first marathon, I was running faster than I'd run in my training runs. But then I was looking at my heart rate and I was like, okay, my heart rate is still still at this level. And it's like with so many things, I was so much more in tune with my body and how my body reacts that then I was like, okay, I know I'm not going too fast because I know my heart rate's okay at this level. And so it's just having that knowledge and having that knowledge in the bank can actually, I had so many of those longer runs. I knew those kind of the feelings I'd go through. I'd knew those, those pain points I'd go through 
Whereas if you're just then just pushing yourself every time, your body by the time it reaches a marathon would have it would have just been in like complete shock and like I can't believe I'm gonna have to go through this again. Um, and so yeah, it made a massive. I mean, Anna, I wouldn't have got well. I actually wouldn't have done the first one without you. Literally, physically, <laughs> wouldn't have been at the start line. But I just wouldn't have wouldn't have got those times and wouldn't have had the turnaround. I think I would have just really plateaued in this middle bit without you constantly being in my ear and constantly pushing me and constantly having that person to it's not even like necessarily always having to ask you a question but just like having that person to talk to and that understands what I'm going through and kind of is so it's so involved in it and so invested in it and having that person to talk to which means like the world like I've said so many times I just wouldn't have been in this place like without you at all and to be so like so like confident like the my nerves for the first one were massive I think I spoke to Tori just before and I was just like a quivering wreck of like nerves before the first marathon and then to come like then doing the second one I was in such a better place and so you knowing that I needed to do the first one so that when I came to do the second one I could really enjoy the whole thing it's just all of these decisions that you've helped me make have like made this just it's such a memorable experience and for all the right reasons so yeah it's oh, just... incredible <laughs> no I'm, I'm really yeah and the like this is it like now instead of instead of going out aimlessly running instead of you know burning yourself out in that like there's strategy there's structure you understand how to run you know how to yeah. run now and it's like now the possibilities are endless in that okay well what can you what can you now go and achieve but one thing that you've got in your bag is like you have the knowledge and confidence that you know how to get through that run, you know how to feel yourself, you know how to recover, we know how to recover going into a run. And that's that's the all of those things that are just massively underestimated and missed. Uh, in mm-hmm. that, you know, you, you didn't just run a marathon, you fucking prepared, you endured, you did everything around that. And like that's what we say, like this marathon is a six-month journey, it's it's a seven-month and eight-month journey. Yeah. It's not just the day, like that's the thing that you know in 2022 is like. I prepped and I did two two marathons so successfully and you know you sit here three days later like yeah I think we can go to the gym tomorrow like you know, that, that's the capacity that, that we've got to and yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm honestly so proud of you for that and you know in context as well Ellie actually dieted through uh part of the the first marathon um the first marathon that we did and obviously the strategy around we have done that you know successfully led us to a place where you know we did achieve that didn't we we, we achieved yeah. that confidence in your body so I guess it's like what impact has this whole journey had on your life you know if you think about the fact that you achieved the confidence in your body like do you feel now how do you feel in your body compared to when you before when you started oh like completely different a from like an internal angle of the sense of like I'm feel stronger I feel physically fitter all of those things feel so much better but then from the exterior angle as well of just like actually happy with kind of with my physique not feeling like oh god I feel like oh just like it would have felt sluggish and it just gets you like it just it does get you down and there's no like right or rhyme of how anyone looks but it just I feel so much better in myself from both of those internally and externally and actually probably going through this I've one of the positive changes for me is I've put less pressure on what I look like externally 
in the sense of I got to a place I'm really happy with it but actually I've really grown to understand that that isn't that's not like the the start and end point and for me that's a huge thing because that's something that I've struggled with for years and years and years of that kind of that uh, what's the like the getting the validation through your physical appearance and then actually that's not what it is like I'm so like all of those other things that I can do and my body's really strong and my body like is healthy and it's looked like I can fit it lets it's letting me do what I want it to do yeah um is amazing and then back to your point you were saying like I've got the knowledge like I've learned so much about the body from you <laughs> like, like as body. in like this is, yeah like how knowing how I need to feel myself like when we went through that that fat loss phase it was like about still making sure I was fueling myself at the right times for the runs I was doing so it wasn't just like here you go Ellie here's this is these are your macros for the week this is what you need to be doing it was like okay Ellie you need to have this before this the day before this the night before so make sure that you're car- you're having your carbs at this point and like drop your protein down on this day increase this on this day and it was so like it built that base of knowledge so that then I can then that will be something that takes me through life because I've got that knowledge of how what I need to be doing and when um and that's so important because when we're not just like it's not just like this is what you do every day it's actually making sure that it's tailored so yeah that was like a huge a huge thing for me of actually understanding why I'm doing everything rather than just just doing it just doing it yeah and and I think that that's that's one of the the most important things about this is that actually when you I remember when you came to me you were like I'm not eating well I'm not looking after my body in that context like you were putting like stupid amounts of energy and effort like not stupid incredible yeah there was a wrong word just slipped right out then Uh, incredible (laughs) amounts of effort into how you were training yourself like you like if if you look at your stats and like you know how fast you're running that what the push that you were giving yourself the distances and the frequency and the volume like you were working hard but you weren't looking after your body in the the other aspect Mm. so I guess like what's the most you know what's some of the most like like two valuable lessons that you've learned from this that you think that you can take away just two yeah. I've learned well, no, more if you've got more then <laughs> like what, what are the things that what's the, what are the biggest learning lessons that you've you can take away from I think um it's been well like I said the nutrition the importance of nutrition around like your expenditure and especially when you're doing like those big expenditures those big runs like actually it is like I will notice the difference if I don't have the right fuel not just for breakfast but the night before don't have the right sleep don't have like all everything that sits around it which I kind of didn't have the knowledge of didn't have the understanding of making sure and not even it's not even just about oh, making sure I've got my carbs in it's making sure I've got the right fuel like the, and a, my slow releasing energy that I need <laughs> um, <laughs> the newest member of train of Anna staff has arrived <laughs> The correct carb sources yeah but this is it like, um, it's, it's, yeah. I guess historically when you went for a run like is it that you were just you know not eating anything or eating shit rather than actually now you know you go to the right carb sources you go to your potato you go to your rice you know you know that yeah. they're the sort of foods that are gonna fill you like what were you doing before what were you doing nothing before? Nothing. nothing just not eating basically just pretty much not eating probably few like I'd probably be like oh, I'll have a coffee probably wouldn't have had anything and I'd just go and do it or it'd be like in the afternoon and I'd have been that is the one thing that's is it's really in the morning it's really easy to set yourself up right 
for a run and that's why I find it easier going for a run in the morning because then in the evening you're like oh I've had a lot like you've then there's so many more parts of the day whereas in the morning you've got your dinner the night before and then your breakfast but yeah so I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have fueled and if I had fueled it wouldn't have been wouldn't have been good for a run or good probably good for life in general <laughs> I interrupted you there sorry so what was uh did you have another another thing that you is a big thing that you've taken away from this I think this one well it probably it's all like the mental belief that like about everything and this is across everything and the group the I'm not probably the most active in our whatsapp group but that group is like it's celebrating all of the wins in life and give like and that's just it's just completely different like not everyone will understand everything that you want to do and everything that you're doing and everyone has so many different interests and not everyone will understand all of those things but it support the support and the value and no it's celebrating all of those things whether or not you understand it if it's a big thing for that person and then that really just comes back around as is then building up your own okay no I can do this this is important and that this does matter and I think that whole mental that whole mental game is is being is being massive like it's completely changed how I like view myself in the sense of like what I count as like a good thing that I've done and the celebration of what I've done but then also for other people and I think that having the support of everyone is that's like what it also makes it so special because then it's not a journey on your own and that was so special about the marathon the first time is that there were so many of us and it's you're not it's not a journey that you're doing alone but even if it's like even if no one else is running the London Marathon oh it was never a journey I was doing on my own because you drop a message in the group everyone's like what are you doing this weekend this is what I'm doing and it's just full of love and and love breathed breathes love so like yeah it's nice like this and this is this is a, like a such an important aspect for us is that like you could fucking run the fastest marathon in the world you could have the best body in the world but if you feel like shit inside and yeah. you're constantly self-punishing you're looking in the mirror beating yourself up every day about your body which we all go through and it's a natural thing generally most females do have to go through that but the biggest goal for us is that we're always going to say to you that no like we did like yes ellie it'd be great to you know have more abs or be leaner but actually right now like the most important thing is that you're comfortable you're happy but also you have a good relationship with food you know you're fueled yeah. for the things that you want to achieve and it's always the best interest to keep you in the best place mentally as well as physically and you know like that's why it it just is so valuable about us working so closely together is because yeah. we can we create this bond right we we create we create yeah. this bond between us in that we are a team so when Ellie's running a marathon I'm I'm running a marathon mentally with her I'm sitting on my phone tracking her on my phone and I'm excited and you know I, I was sitting on the sofa side and I was like I can't sleep because I'm so happy like that that's what this is all about for, for us too and you know I, I can speak obviously for, for the girls here as well is that it means so much to us to be able to help and support you through that journey and you know you've yeah. inspired so many of the girls and the team around you you know it's, it's been absolutely incredible including myself you know like to watch <laughs> you to watch you achieve not just one marathon but two like I think going through and doing that marathon myself as well and wondering if I could have turned that around in the eight weeks that you did you know like that's that's the most imp- important and inspiring thing and in, in that saying like anything is possible like 
it really yeah. is. Do you have any advice for someone that was in the same place as you before? So maybe someone that was training but not achieving, you know, wanting to diet, starving themselves and, you know, in the week and, and not getting it and then being a bit of a weekend warrior. Do you have any advice for that person that could be listening to this that's in that position, but maybe is too scared to invest in themselves or is scared to know what to do? Like, what, what would you say to them right now? I, it's a, like, the thing is, is you'll be stuck in this, like, if I was talking to myself, I would have been stuck in that cycle for for a long time. And the investment, it's, there's obviously, there's a financial investment, but you're investing in yourself for like the future and kind of to get yourself out of that loop. You're, otherwise, you're just stuck in it. Like I could have been stuck in that loop for another two, three years and just continuously going around and not, not improving as much as a I wanted to or not mentally changing and not anything getting better than than it had been and it's just about like taking a step back and really thinking about what you want what is important to you because if it is important to you then you have to invest in the things that are important to you whether it's a time investment whether it's a financial investment otherwise nothing will change like you have to take that step back and just look and think do it do I actually want this? Because if I do, I'm not helping myself get it. And so what can I do to change? Like you have to change something if what you're doing isn't working. Yeah. Then it's not going to work in six months. No, exactly that. And it's, it's unfortunate because we get stuck in the cycle of like, why is this not working? But if you're doing the same thing over and over again, it's just, it doesn't go in. Like those things don't form there's always going to be a different way and a different method for everybody and it's just about actually understanding that you know if that quick fix diet that you tried fucking four months ago that lost four pounds you gained weight back it's not just going to all of a sudden work you know you need to you need to understand don't you and embrace that this is is this a lifestyle for you now yeah exactly yeah Yeah. like it's and it's that it's going to take me through forever whether it's like ups and downs in running distance or but then being able to manage different ways of training and different including it and then also just even if I wasn't training how would I need to be eating and what's better for you to give you not only for your body but for your mind because it's all it's all as one yeah amazing in in terms of anything else like you know I'm, I'm I love the conversation we've had today is there anything else that you want to add before we end the podcast I think on the like obviously I ran like I ran the time that I was happy with but I and I'm very happy with it but I always want to stress with with like a with running anyone that runs is a runner like anyone that runs like you there's and I didn't start at this place like I didn't start like if there's people that want to run a sub four and are like I don't feel like I can like have only just can only do 5k like anything is possible like anything and so just just like start building those little blocks because go for it (laughs) yeah exactly just do it um and then also Anna's advice run slow uh than you think you need to (laughs) yeah it does it's 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 the hardest thing for people to understand because when you first start running like you have this eagerness I'm really sorry but I've got these phone things and I want to think I can hear it like I'm peeling itself (laughs) and I'm just thinking it's gonna land on my head um yeah it's it's the hardest thing to and again like I always speak about these things from experience like 
I never speak about these things from a place of place of privilege. I speak mm. about it so strongly. And I'm, you know, as you know, when you're going through marathon, I'm like, Ellie, foam roll, stretch, mobility, yeah. covered, are you in pain? Have we got, you know, are our shoes in good condition? Because I fell into that trap myself when I first started running mm-hmm. that I just ran, I used to run with my ex and he had like 10 foot long legs. He used to run <laughs> so far, he used to run at a pace of like 5.15, which I now do my tempos at. So there was no wonder that I got injured because I, I my body wasn't prepared and ready to run yeah. that fast. And But you're, when you first start running, like your natural instinct is like the thing that you will do as a runner, like you said, whenever you, if as soon as you fucking put one foot in front of the other at a faster pace than walking, you are a runner. Yeah. But what you have to understand is that comparing yourself to everybody else's paces online does you no fucking good. And that's what I used to do. I used to be like, oh, I need to run faster. Look how fast I can run. It's not about that. You know, the the highest level of respect is that person that can run that's fit enough to run, that can get over that run. You know, like you can finish that run, you can do that half marathon, and then you can walk away and go and spend the rest of your day in London. You know, like Mm -hmm. that's the position that we want to you we want you to be in. And that's why when someone tells you to run slower, like take that advice and hold on to it, because that's the lesson that I had to learn. I I when I first started running again, said to Simon, I was like, four minutes. I was like, you fucking joking me. And he was like, yeah, come on. He's like, let's work together and trust on this. And and when I learned that lesson myself, I realized how valuable it would be because same as you now, I know that I could confidently go out. And when I build mm. back to those distances, like I've got my marathon Feb, I know, I know. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can do that because I've now put the time in and, and the fitness levels in. But you you get impatient, don't you? Like when you first started, yeah. doing, was it just this constant... Where, where do you think that pressure came from? Was it an external pressure in that, like, you wanted to be the fastest, you wanted to always be better at it? Yeah, I think it's like an external pressure that just solely comes from me. Like, there's no one else really around me that's like, you need to run at this, like, you need to do this, you need to do that. I guess it also it comes back to, like, that week, the, the, like, was it the week before the marathon? When people ask you, what time are you aiming for? And I was like, Andrew, if oh, it's really hard. Really it? It's really I like, hard. I don't know. I had a couple of people message me saying, um, are you going for a sub four? And I was like, like, I I am not naturally fast. Like, it's like me and Victoria, Victoria could probably vouch for me here. Like, um, <laughs> albeit I'm a little bit speedier now, but like both of us in the marathon prep, we were like, fucking hell this is hard like, it wasn't a natural thing for us yeah. and when, when you talk about your distance like yeah it's all well and good celebrating you can do that this that for 5k but could you do that for 35 like there's a it's yeah. a totally different ball game and I was doing my tempos yesterday and I thought you know I thought how fuck did Ellie run a whole marathon this fast first of all <laughs> <Don't know>. it, <laughs> it, this is this is the idea right is that understanding that we all run at different paces we all have different fitness levels we all mm. have different capabilities like it's so easy to compare yourself to other people. I, as a coach, I had two of my girls running significantly faster than me for the same marathon. I could have sit and beat myself up about it, or I could say, do you know what? They're training so fucking hard, and so am I. I am putting every inch of myself yeah. into that, like we all were. And the thing is, if you constantly compare yourself to other people, you're just never going to move forward. You know, like, I would love to be able to run a sub four, and that's my next goal, you know? And that that's that's okay but you we have to build to those goals you have to put that time in but if I compared myself the whole way I would never have even achieved the marathon because I would have given up on myself so much and it's it is so easy to compare with running isn't it because you like you said you and compare with yourself because you put this pressure on yourself you should always be doing better yeah and I think that's it like 
but then you can you can never compare because it's like okay well like some of the weights that the girls do in the gym if you put me under one of those oh i, would I know I feel absolutely you. crumble I feel yeah yeah crumble. this is it, this is it. And it's, <laughs> yeah it's a prime example a reminder that if you're one of those women that totally off subject but if you are comparing yourself to any aspect your weight you know the rate of someone's loss you know like oh everyone else is losing weight quicker than me well okay they could be 30 40 kilos heavier than you they could be working twice as fucking hard as you you know you don't know but all you need to know is that if you're putting in your best then that's phenomenal you know half the team hip thrust heavier than me but I don't fucking care I'm only focused on my own ass not anyone else so that's the most important thing is that actually surround yourself with women that support you but also just remember that 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 focus inwards is is so invaluable isn't it like you yeah you said there like you said you said that you were getting frustrated with the the worry of that time but how how did you overcome that then do you think uh well I think what did I just start like I was just like oh I'm just I think in my head I was just like I'm just running it like I'm just running it it doesn't matter like this is this isn't for that like it was just gonna see we'll just see what happens and then I guess I took the pressure off myself for the second one because I'd run a time in the first one that I was like happy with and yeah. I was beyond happy with and I and actually had got to a place where and it probably doesn't sound like this is true now I know what I've run but I didn't feel like I needed to beat that time like yeah. it would be great if I had like and I did but I didn't feel going into it like I need to I just went into it thinking I want to enjoy the day did you and, think in your yeah. on your first marathon do you think that you would have been happy even if you run 30 minutes though you know if, if you yeah. didn't break four hours would you have been happy because of yeah why would you have been happy do you think I think it was because I'd know I knew there wasn't I hadn't done there's nothing I could have done more like I'd got yeah. like I knew I'd done everything I could possibly have done within my power to yeah. get to the start line and we'd all done that like all of us were in the best possible place that we could have been at that moment in time there was nothing anyone could have done more and yeah. I think that was that was it like so then whatever I run is what I can run and that would have been the best I can run so, yeah, that's, yeah, and that's it. That's that goes back down to this mental self appreciation that we speak about that we need to have. In that, you know, whether it's someone in the chat beating you a P, your PB hip thrust or you know running, you know, yeah. a, like a minute a kilometer faster than you, like as long as you know that at that point you could not have put any more of any of you into that journey, then yeah. there's no need to compare. And if you are using that and you're saying, okay, well. I should have worked harder I should have done more oh my god Ellie's running faster than me you know okay well did she turn up to more runs than you did she put more time into getting good sleep did she put more time into her recovery from the gym like and if she did then you know use that as inspiration rather than comparison like and that's that's the most valuable thing that that I think as a female you can learn is that you can use comparison in a positive way and now I look at you and I'm like that's going to be me one day. That's phenomenal. You know, and I am the coach, but I'm a human as well. And I'll yeah. look at Ellie and I'll say, she's working so hard and I will use that as inspiration rather than comparison to say that's phenomenal, you know, and I'm proud of her for her achievements, but I'm also proud of mine. Like you can, as a female, you can yeah. be proud of yourself and of someone else at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And everyone's on completely different journeys. Like everyone's, no, we haven't all started in the same place. Like everyone's in, on completely different journeys. Yeah. So that's the, 
we'll end yeah. on that soppy note <laughs> <laughs> I was getting really passionate at the end of these and I'm like I'm gonna cut it up <laughs> otherwise we would just keep talking for I will I know I'm really sorry I don't stop talking oh, no, I'm just just the bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh well it's been lovely having you um thank you so much obviously your time of this and if anyone's ever got any questions and they can just drop us a message and uh I'm sure that Ellie would love to support and help you of course of course <laughs> always bye oh, thank you bye <laughs>